Welcome to Inside Medical Malpractice. My name is Chris Rokosh. I'm a registered nurse, legal consultant and educator, and the president of Connect Medical Legal Experts. Each month, we'll be looking at the malpractice issues from different perspectives, featuring honest, candid, insightful interviews by people and professionals with a wealth of information to share. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now let's dive into this fascinating subject. Welcome back to Inside Medical Malpractice, where today I speak with obstetrical nurse Angela King. If you haven't heard the longer version of her podcast, don't miss it. It was so interesting to speak with her uh, about her perspective on, from a nursing perspective, about nursing negligence and malpractice, about her current experience as a frontline healthcare worker during the COVID pandemic, and just her thoughts and advice to all of us on um, malpractice and um, the positive ways that she hopes it will change our healthcare system. So don't miss it. But I'm back now for a shorter version of the podcast to talk to Angela more about her, you know, self. And we've known each other for 13 years but we don't spend a ton of time together directly. We talk on the phone every few months sometimes. We email back and forth quite a bit. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the other podcast, we've been experts on opposite sides of the case and we have to read and rebut each other's reports or comment on things. But we don't very often just get to sit down and talk, you know, girl talk about what are you up to and What's life like these days and how do you spend your time? So that's what we're here for today. So once again, welcome back, Angela. Thank you, Chris. Nice to be back. <laughs> You're <laughs> so welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. As I mentioned in the first podcast, Angela is our first nurse and first nursing expert on the podcast. So it's been just the most, and we're both obstetrical nurses, and it's been the most comfortable, easiest conversation ever. But let's... um. Let's just talk a little bit more to her about, about her life outside the hospital. And she happens to be recording in the hospital. I just want to mention that. So if we get a code blue call overhead or some door is slamming or something happened, that's why she's at work in the Markham Stufield Hospital right now after a shift that she put in for the day. So start off by telling us a little bit about your background and your family. Let's hear it. Uh, background. I grew up just outside of Toronto, Ontario. Uh, I'm one of four children. Um, I have. Where three... are you in the mix? Where are you in the mix? I, I am second oldest. Mm. So, but I'm the oldest daughter. So Ooh. there's two boys and girls. I'm the oldest daughter. Uh, I'm the only one in healthcare in my family. Uh, I have three children of my own. Uh, two are adults, so I have a 22-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old son, and then a 7-year-old son. So, so yeah. I won't ask about that, but I do remember a few years ago, <laughs> you and I talking, and you're like, I'm pregnant. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> my geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I have no doubt that he is the joy of your life, though, that he one, is, is he not? He's so sweet. Yes, he is. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, congratulations. Very Thank much congratulations. <laughs> so I think if you're the oldest daughter, you're kind of like the oldest child in your own way, do you think? Like, you're you're not quite firstborn, but you're... Because I'm in the same place in the family. I'm second, but I'm okay. second out of six. Oh, my and I, I know, right? I, I try to I try to get away with like I'm the middle child and get some sympathy and say I have problems and that kind of stuff. That never goes over very well. 
yeah. you know, with my siblings, not the yeah. baby, not the oldest, but, um, you know, it's its own place. Right. Yeah, yeah. You take on, I think, the responsibility of the house or, you know, different grown up responsibilities because you are one of the oldest. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. That's very well said. I've never said that. I would just say I'm smarter than the rest of you and better than the rest of you. <laughs> it's much nicer to say you take on different responsibilities. Well done. So you're busy, right? You have a very busy job there at Markham Stufel and you have yeah. a family. What do you do when you're not just busy working and doing <laughs> stuff at work or home? How do you spend your time? I feel like it never ends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go home to more work, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, especially during COVID, it's been hard to take time off. But when I do take time off, uh, a nice family trip we like to take is to Niagara Falls. It's nice and local. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to visit uh, Niagara Falls before. I have, but it's been quite a few years and it was just kind of a day trip. Um, I haven't spent much time there, but I did take a ride on the, is it called the Lady of the Mist or something? Yeah, the boat that gets you, the Maid yeah. of the Mist. Yeah. yeah. And um, was just astounded by the beauty of the place. I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, gorgeous. Yeah, there's, yeah. So much, there's so much to do there. And that that is our relaxation place. There's uh, Niagara Falls and of course Niagara and the Lake where all the wineries are. Um, yeah. It's just relaxing and picturesque and yeah we, we love it there so that's our kind of little getaway when we can oh that's really yeah. nice your kids love it there too or do they oh, still travel with it. yeah oh, they love it good Everyone loves so what kind what kind of stuff do you do there what's your r and r time well it depends on who's with us <laughs> the, the little guy likes to do arcades and go into there's lots of wax museums and fun houses and things like that um, there's the Butterfly Conservatory. Uh, the, the older kids, they don't come as often anymore. Just, you know, they're older. They like to do their own thing. Just to walk along the falls, just to, to see the beauty in that. And, yeah, it's very nice there. Mm, nice. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that Butterfly Conservatory because I did go to that while I was there. And one of my girls happens to be petrified of butterflies. <laughs> and the other one is petrified of moths. And so... You know, being the most excellent, kind, loving, supporting mother that I am, I drugged them both there. <laughs> and they hated it. I still get, oh, my God. And I thought, well, maybe this will get them over their fear. And it didn't really, like, they're still, like, you know, duck and weave and swerve if a butterfly flies into view. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. So you've had a very busy um, 28 years, you know, so far nursing and raising yeah. children. And I've got this little seven-year-old who I'm sure is absolutely lovely. What's next for you? Like, what are your plans for the next decade or so of your life? Ooh, good question. Um, working? <laughs> yeah. I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15 years, maybe retirement, but not complete retirement. I'd still like to do nursing in some regard. Uh, right now, I've done a lot of different jobs uh, involving the childbirth system. Uh, so a lot of uh, outpatient work, early pregnancy um, support. Um, so yeah, I, I do a lot of bits and pieces throughout the whole system. So who knows where it's going to lead to? Maybe new projects? Who knows? 
Yeah. Is there a particular, like you've done all those different jobs, which I think is one of the coolest things about nursing, right? The places yeah. it takes you and the things you learn and the variety of things you could do. Which is there one of those that you're thinking, when I have more time and energy, I'm going to go down that road or pursue that one? I haven't thought about that yet. I, I really haven't thought that far ahead. Uh, just I think because I, I love what I'm doing and I love where I work right now. We have such a great team. Um, you know, they're like my family away from home, right? So I haven't really thought about change in that way. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm giving you some tough questions today. <laughs> um, okay. Here's here's one for you. If you hadn't become a nurse, uh, what career path might you have chosen? Oh gosh, uh, a few things uh, during high school. Um, an accountant I considered at one point. Uh, veterinarian, which is kind of healthcare related, right? But accountant is way off there. <laughs> but I like math, so I think that's why I considered that. So uh, no, I can't even imagine you as an accountant, to be honest. Although you'd be a great one, super friendly and all that, you know. Um, yeah. My sister is actually an accountant. No, really? <laughs> it would seem like you're too extroverted to be an accountant, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be happy working with numbers all day, every day, but it would have been a loss to nursing, you know, because I know, I know you're a great nurse and you bring a great personality, you know, to your job. Um, so let's um, give you another tough question. Knowing what you know now about life and nursing and parenting and mothering and just being a woman, what advice would you offer your younger self if you could? Well, that is a tough question. Um, advice, whatever you want to do in your life, you can do it. Hmm. That's what I would tell my younger self. Whatever That's a good you want, you go for it. Yeah. Did that come from your background or parenting, or is that something you've learned along the way? I would have to say learned along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Yeah. Really simple. Um, and I just want to go back. We talked about this in the other podcast about your courage. And, you know, I find you quite a courageous person, to be honest. And I think um, that's part of doing what you, whatever you want to do is you got to have courage to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. And of course, grit and tenacity and all sorts of things, you know, to make, to make it happen. But where did you find your courage? <laughs> that's not a tough question, Chris. I know. I don't know where I found it. I think uh, just life teaches you to be that way. I don't know if you're born with it or if you um, gain it uh, on the way through life challenges or not. Um, I think I've always just gone for what I've wanted. Um, you know, I knew I wanted to be a nurse, so I went for it. Uh, paid for my own education. Um, yeah, just I think you just got it. You got to go for it. Hmm, good one. Maybe it's maybe it's your second child situation where you just maybe <laughs> you realize you're not all that special. You're not the first. You're not the last. If you want to get something out of life, yeah, you better you go it get it yourself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Go get it. Yeah. 
Uh, so back to that question, what advice, um, because you know, you're a very accomplished nurse at this point in your life, you're 28 years in, and you've been an educator and a bedside nurse, and um, you've done some amazing things, a legal nurse consultant, an expert witness, you've been into court. What advice would you give young nurses starting out right now? Um, work hard for what you want, learn from those around you, from those with experience, um, you're going to learn something new every day. Don't think you know it all. None of us do. I learn every day something new. Doesn't matter what it is, how little or how big it is. It's always a learning experience. And just go with that. Mm, that's really good. That's really good advice. Let me just stick with that for a minute and ask you a question about... Um, you know, there's sometimes some animosity between experienced nurses and brand new nurses. And um, let's talk for a minute then about your approach to those young nurses and what advice would you give very experienced nurses working with young nurses? Because what I hear is, you know, they're entitled or they don't learn or they don't have the same teaching and education. They didn't have to jump through all the hoops that I had to. They never worked this. They didn't do that. What advice would you have? where I kind of think, you know, there are greatest, brightest hope, this next generation of young nurses, and they're different yes. than I was when I, you know, I mean, I'm not sure I should have been led on to a hospital ward when I, came, you know, when I started nursing, I'm not, for as little as I knew and as little experience as I had, but I appreciate, you know, these young, sassy, bright nurses who question everything and argue everything and demand time off and demand answers i'm like well it's kind of, it's a kind of a difficult situation to deal with and it's a change from how nursing has been but yeah. on the other hand i'm like you know there'll be some good that comes out of this you know there will because nursing hasn't always been a perfect profession right. so what um what advice would you give really experienced nurses dealing with this younger generation coming up um that's different yeah i think we can learn from each other. So the older experienced nurses, we can teach them, um, you know, things, how we learned um, just from our experience, things to look out for, uh, cues to look for, like inpatient care, right? Um, and then in reverse, they can teach us like technology, um, what they've learned in school, I'll, I'll get a, a young nurse and she's a whip at the computer. And I'm like, oh, but like I'm two finger at the computer. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get at the computer. Um, but yeah, I just think we can learn from each other. Sure. That's really good. Cause it's, you know, it's often said kind of <clears throat> in passing that nurses eat their young. And I, I don't know that that's always true. And they say that about a lot of different professions, but um I think that's a really good point to bring up is the technology and the way technology is going to be used in healthcare going forward. Yeah. When I was um, working still at the bedside and they brought in electronic charting, I bet 20% of the nurses quit because they're like, I'm not going to, I can't, I'm never going to, mm -hmm. and you can't make me. Yeah. And that was the, and that was the end of that. But I mean, it's coming or it's here and it's yeah. here to stay. Yeah. It's here to stay, right? That's all there is to it. Yeah. So we're just all going to have to figure it out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you, though. I'm the two finger typer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You have to. What is it that people most often get wrong about you? 
I think people might think I can be a pushover or extremely nice and never get mad, but I can get mad. <laughs> if um, you keep pushing my buttons, I will push back. But I do have a lot of patience, a lot of patience. Yeah, but that's what I said about you at the very beginning of that other podcast. You are smiley and kind and nice <clears throat> and gentle. But there's, I picked up on that the first day I met you. There's strength here and there's courage and there's character and there's integrity. And don't push this one too far. Because yeah. <laughs> I have a very, so I think you're bang on. I think that's probably exactly, exactly right very insightful in your part yeah who's been the biggest influence on your life real or otherwise and how have they influenced you i would have to say my father mm -hmm. um he's always encouraged me to make my own decisions so if i ever went to him with a problem i would want him to tell me the answer but of course i never got that he would talk to me in a way where i would think about it and figure it out for myself which I think maybe has helped me through my life uh, to make decisions and um, yeah, and grow as a person. So I would mm. say he's, he's been the most influential. That's a good one. A nice shout out to your dad. And yeah. you know what I'm just thinking too, when you were describing to me earlier how you approach students when they have a problem and you question what else could you do here? How else could you manage this? Have you thought about that? I think you have picked up that way of dealing with problems with other people right. and you're passing that on now. And it's, yeah. you know, it's good. It's a good one. It's forcing people to think, young nurses yeah. to think, teaching them a lot. So um, last question, and this is also just kind of a random question, but it's a, it's a good one. Uh, <laughs> what is your superpower and how do you use it? Superpower. I would think maybe humor slash laughter, I guess. Um, in that way, I make patients or friends or family feel more comfortable or make them laugh about a situation to lighten it up a little bit. I don't know if that's always a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but I would say that might be one of my superpowers. Hmm. Yeah. Are there more? You want to tell me about more? Do you have more superpowers? <laughs> you got a seven-year-old. You must know about every superpower on the planet right now. Yes. <laughs> well, I can't fly. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, my kids, I can fix anything. So they, they come to me and I, I'm a pretty handy girl, so I, I can pretty much fix what I can fix and yeah, sort of problem solve, I guess you could say. Mm, that's yeah. a good one. That's a superpower, especially as a mom. <laughs> yes. That's a really good superpower. Yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I think that's all, the, those are all my questions. Unless you have anything else you'd like us to know about you, any deep dark secrets or anything? Oh, no secrets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll just stop there, but I just want to say thank you once again, Angela. It's um, 
it's truly been a pleasure. It's been just such an easy conversation between two old friends is what it's felt like to me. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. If you haven't listened to the longer podcast by Angela, please take a few minutes and do so. You'll really enjoy it. It's very insightful. Uh, like I said, she's our first nurse and nursing expert on the podcast. So she's going to bring a perspective that you haven't yet heard on Inside Medical Malpractice. So thank you, Angela, and take care. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Medical Malpractice. Without you, we wouldn't be here. This podcast was produced in person or remotely at Wind Sparks Fly Production Studios in Calgary. Please subscribe or give us a good rating and a thumbs up if you enjoyed the podcast. That helps us rise to the top. If you have ideas to share for a show or a topic you'd like to hear discussed, if you're a healthcare professional interested in medical legal work or education, or if you're a lawyer looking for a great expert, you can find us at connectmlx.com.